It's Sunday, the 5th of March, 2023. You're listening to episode 6 of Wes and Shelley Share, Pele and Poliahu. Where are we today, Shelley? Hey, everybody. Today we are, it's early, and I'm not going to fall asleep. It's not like 9 o'clock p.m. So today we are at Freedom Park, which is in South Charlotte. Um, it's a beautiful um, day, and we're sitting out here with a few hundred people just enjoying the park and the sunshine. It's like an eight-acre eight lake, and, like, yeah. and then Moose and Rosie are here meeting people and being friendly. Across the lake, I can see a wedding... Oh, I lost her. Okay, go get her. Rosie's on the run. Um, I know. Oh, I know. There's dogs around. Moose, no, we're not going to go play. Moose has been wanting to eat grass. Now he's wanting to go run and play. I took off their noses. They have the, they have these um, gentle leads, which I think they get tired of after a while. But Moose is about to get his on again. Okay. So yes, it's beautiful. It's like sixty-six degrees. And what are we going to talk about today, Shelley? Hi. Today we are going to kind of talk about our um, beginning. Um, so we love to travel and we love to spend time going places. And so Wes and I, for our honeymoon, traveled to Hawaii. So we're going to give some of our memories and beginnings. Stories. Well, yeah, our we're, beginning stories. Well, yeah, but we also, yeah, but others ones. Well, about that's Hawaii. where it started, and yeah. then we have several memories from because we're going to tell about this children's book called Pele and Poliahu. And once we dig up all these children's books, we're going to record them, and hopefully we can get them on YouTube. But Moose, it's fine. There's this little dog that looks like a squirrel and is, is very excited about it. It's, it's okay. I got him. I got him. I got him. I'm just trying to get him off of me. Moose. No. Here, why don't you hold this? I'm going to put his nose leash on. All right. So tell us about Pele and Poliahu. This is an exciting show. Um, no. All right. So we talked um, on earlier episodes about how when Wes traveled, he used to love to buy picture books and picture books were our version of um, what we called a happy. So as dad was traveling and bringing things home, um, he often brought picture books. So on a trip to Hawaii, I think you were traveling, you were doing the well, I got a chance. USS Oklahoma, I think. The USS Oklahoma Memorial. Yeah. I, I, I've been able to go a couple times. One was to do a, a keynote on digital storytelling for the state of Hawaii's like educational technology conference in Honolulu, which was really cool. But, but unfortunately I was by myself, but I think I got Pele and Poliahu on that trip when we did we uh, video conference from Fort Island with um, survivors of the USS Oklahoma attack in Pearl Harbor. Pele and Poliahu were um, some of the girls favorite books. I know. I mean, it's one book. And it tells the story of the goddess, the goddess of, fire. of fire, Pele, and the goddess of snow, snow and ice, Poliahu, who are in battle, and and this it's the legends. But you know, there's <laughs> there's it's like people, a folk story. There's people who believe in Pele. In fact, um, our aunt uh, Alice J uh, showed me a picture one time in her house in Honolulu of of smoke coming from lava where many of the Hawaiians believe Pele lives. And it, anyway, it was in the shape of a, of a female. It was cool. But yeah, that was, that, that was one Rachel really gravitated to. Yeah, Rachel really liked that one. 
Okay. So, and we read it over and oh, yeah. over, over and over, and over again. again. Yeah. It was a longer book, you know. By beautiful this, book. By this beautiful point, artwork. Beautiful. It, we're beautiful. kind of out of the um, baby books and kind of going into some of the longer picture books. But I think she was probably still um, like. I she was know, so young, three, but four. she wasn't a baby. Yeah. Um, another one, the one I liked to read, was called Tutu Knows Best. And Tutu was a grandmother, and the, um, the parents in the story were getting irritated with the children. It was just too busy. It was just too crazy. And, um, and so the grandmother would give advice about, well, bring the dogs in and bring the chickens in and bring the whatever. And so pretty soon in their little home, they had all of these animals, and it was really loud, and it was crazy. And eventually they just kicked everybody out, and then they loved their small house, and it was so quiet. Oh, that's and, right. Um, anyway, it was doo-doo knows best, and it was a fun story. So, um, And there's others, too. I mean, we yeah. probably have six or eight mm-hmm. different Hawaii picture books. Um that are amazing. Okay, so when I say Hawaii, honeymoon, what do you think of? That you can talk about on the show. Well, we wish we could take that again. Like, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, well, we spent again? 17 days in Hawaii. We were both school teachers. We had our, got married on May 25th. And, and drove to California, um, stopped in Phoenix to um, see some friends. Or oh, in Tucson? Yep. Um, oh, that's right, because you made that um, tape cassette. Mm. Tape cassette. And he cassette. spent all day, yeah. Tucson progress. Yeah, it was awesome. So my and, friend Bill, remember back yeah. in the day, we used to like borrow CDs yeah. and make mixtapes? Uh-huh, and it was great. I so still we have stayed that. with them. I still have that. It's somewhere in the garage. Then we went to California and saw some California relatives, and then we um, took our... Our flight to Hawaii from California. But Went to Disney World. We, no, Disneyland. When we were arranging travel to Hawaii through a travel agent, I sat there and had to wait like 30 minutes and, and, and constantly then put my name in the drawing for a raffle. So then we won. Your parents gave us a week in the timeshare, mm-hmm. but then I won this trip. Three well, days, we, four. Well, we got to four days, three I think nights. It was at the cash value shop. It was at the Four Seasons in Maui, yeah, it was and we got amazing. to yeah, we got to um, we got to stay there. And mm-hmm. Apple, and this was like before, it was before the Steve Jobs yeah. era. The guy Emilio, one of the other CEOs, was there. But it, like all the Apple executives were there this night. We were we had our fancy fancy dinner in the Four Seasons. Like that was that, <laughs> that was, was living nice. right. We went scuba diving. That was mm. fun. We went on a helicopter ride mm. along the Nepali coast. Shelly took some medicine and was a little groggy. Oh, just we, Dramamine. But we went and like saw the waterfall that's in the opening scene of Jurassic Park. That's, no, that's when we were on... That was amazing. Yeah, we weren't on the island of Maui for Oh, that, that was trip. on Kauai. We were on Kauai. So we saw four islands. Mm-hmm. We started in Kauai. We started and we stayed in bed and breakfast. We that One of them was like a flower... Mm-hmm. Tropical... Farm... Yeah, tropical yeah. flower farm. Birds of paradise. Remember the Gorgonzola pizza? I do remember. That, that was, was in Maui. Yeah. And we went to a, a luau. Mm-hmm. I think, did we do a luau? We, we just did, did the luau Maui. in Maui. Yeah. When we had a family reunion in 2009 uh, because, what, two of the sisters from the South Dakota tree farm mm-hmm. had gone to Hawaii, Hawaii to, teach. to teach. And so we had relatives, in, and still, Alice J, Roger was still there in Hawaii mm-hmm. at that time. And so anyway, we um, we did a luau on at the Halikoa, which is the military mm-hmm. hotel. No, that's on the family. We are yeah. actually getting everybody confused. We're we've, we've been to Hawaii, Hawaii several times. We're but, talking about Hawaii yeah. memories. So 
So that was awesome. The thing I remember, um, I loved going to the Big Island. I love seeing the volcano. Mm -hmm. I remember with the um, we had the kids with us, and we hiked to we we had a book and and there were these um, beaches that you could hike to. So we took a trail and went to a black sand beach, and I think it was just us and one other family, and spent the whole day at the black sand beach. And that was our last night. And then we found some really small hole in the wall restaurant, and some guys were playing the ukuleles and we were dancing the, the hula. coconut girl yeah and eating really great food and man that was, was so awesome. fun that was so fun so, and that was fun rachel will remember when she hears this rachel will remember falling and scraping her knee as we were going out to see the volcano at night because you could yeah. see the lava pouring out into the ocean so, that was before that really large oh, lava yeah the, I, I bet it's all covered up I don't, yeah now. i think the volcano house is okay mm-hmm. if you end up getting to go there i mean i think the lava tube yeah, was super was so super neat. cool it's where the lava flows down mm-hmm. this tube and then it uh flows out quickly and it cools around it and it forms it looks like a big worm mm-hmm. went through the ground but it's a lava tube and then i remember the botanical garden that we just mm-hmm. hiked around it's beautiful and, Oh, that was, was a great trip. Um, yeah. So, yeah, great memories from our honeymoon. Great memories of um, Wes going there a couple times on his own, bringing our books back, um, taking the family back for the family reunion. Um, we went with Ethan and Connor, and we went to the Pineapple Dole Pineapple oh, Plantation. Oh, that was so good. That and was really fun. I've been telling my kids about that mm-hmm. at school. Uh, we're doing geomaps, and there's a, <laughs> what is it? It's a Brady Bunch? It's like a Brady Bunch geomap. I guess the Brady Bunch had some kind of episode where they went Uh to Hawaii. But anyway, they have the Dole pineapple and telling them that, you know, the pineapple in Hawaii that's so ripe is too ripe to actually um, export. And so the best, best pineapple in the world we've ever had was in Hawaii because Mm -hmm. when they export it, they have to export it green and then it ripens and it's not nearly as good. It's sweet. And then they had the, the ice cream there. We stayed at, for family reunion, we stayed at a church camp. On the North Shore. Yeah, and so right on the beach and and camping cabins, kind of. I mean, it was a camp, a church camp. And so just the bunk house and... Um, but it was right on the beach. You could hear the beach at night, and it was... And that is amazing. The big sea turtle to, to be able to sleep yes. there and hear the surf. Uh-huh. I, th- I think that may be the only time I've mm-hmm. ever done that. That was... Yeah, that was Well, neat. then this is a fun story. So, so when I was in, in Oklahoma working for AT&T, I was making connections with different people and ended up finding out about the USS Oklahoma Memorial dedication that was going to be in Hawaii... And had made contact with folks at PBS, knew my friend Dana Owens DeLong, who was at UCO at the time, who had a grant, and ended up (laughs) kind of, I think, volunteering her before, I don't know, she even knew what was going on, and she made it happen, and it was great. But we, we, we went and facilitated a video conference for, I think, about seven different Oklahoma schools. And this is before Zoom, this is before FaceTime. This is when we had to do video conferencing via... It was just sort of at the dawn of IP-based video conferencing. H.23. What is H.323 video. So anyway, <clears throat> I had this Tanberg video conference unit, which they got, they got bought by Cisco, and they're not even a company anymore. But we traveled with this, and the story I remember is we wanted to do a video conference from Fort Island, which um, is right by... Well, the USS Oklahoma 
it, it's right it's right near the USS Arizona Memorial and and where the USS Oklahoma had been docked and so we ended up getting permission from the firemen uh, in the fire station they pulled out the trucks and the USS Missouri is docked right where the USS Oklahoma was today the USS Missouri is famous because it was the battleship on which the Japanese surrendered in Tokyo Harbor in 1945 to end World War II. We had two different survivors of the attack on Pearl Harbor on, from, on the USS Oklahoma. And <laughs> this was before we even had 3G. 3G was not yet to, to Honolulu. It was still 2G. And now, like, when we're recording this in 2023, we've got 5G wireless. What does that mean? Well, you can't... You, your cellular connections aren't fast enough to do a video conference. We went to a store that's now closed called CompUSA. We bought a 100-foot Ethernet cable. We got both ends crimped with Ethernet cables. We plugged into the cable modem that the firemen used in their bedrooms and ran the 100-foot Ethernet cable all the way out to the garage where the fire trucks were pulled out, set up the video conference unit, and connected to OneNet. Thank you, James Deaton. And uh, um, lots of people, actually. Uh, Eric Heilman and the State Department of Ed and Don Pierce uh, in Oklahoma City. Anyway, and they pulled off this video conference. So, yeah, that was, that was kind of a geeky memory. Sorry, Shelly started reading her Facebook during that story. Oh, I've heard it before. I know. That was a great story. So, But that was an awesome trip. We love Hawaii. We love traveling there with our family. All of our children would like to go back. They were young when mm-hmm. we went, and they'd all like to, to go back. And um, I remember going swimming with the family. On the we North did. Shore. It was awesome. That was another neat thing that we were able to do, and go out and see the tide pools. It was a hike and, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was neat. So... Um, a lot of great memories of Hawaii. Um, and and I, one of the things that's great is, I mean, we're going to talk about formative international travel here in a minute, but, I mean, Hawaii is the United States. But, mm-hmm. see, that's also interesting, right? Because having been there several times, the history of how Hawaii became part of the United States and the native Hawaiians and all the layers of history, all of that is actually pretty important to understand and study. and Imperialism. Yeah. Colonialism. Colonialism. I mean, we don't we don't think of America as as an empire and as a colonizer, but we certainly have been in parts of our history, and we have different parts of the United States, from Puerto Rico as a commonwealth to Hawaii as a state that are part of that colonial legacy. So, oh, and then what about your parents? They went to Hawaii on a, a cruise. Did yeah, they, you remember did. what they said about that? They did. I don't remember. That wasn't their 50th, was it? I think it was. Maybe yeah. it That's was That's how their they 50th. celebrated their 50th wedding yeah. anniversary. Yeah, they did a cruise, and so they loved that. And I think, you know, cruises for them were great because you could just get off and take an excursion and then come back. Right. And, um, yeah. Oh, we, was... Did we have a Suzuki Samurai when we drove around? I think we did. Uh-huh, we did, I think. Yeah. When we went, I just remember the going up hopped. to the, um, oh, um, I'm showing my age now. Are you talking about the islands? No, I was talking, we went for a hike, and we went up and drove up to a lighthouse. I don't remember. That's, I don't know why I what? remember the car with a lighthouse. I do. I remember, because it's because of the pictures, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we can, we'll, we'll link in the show notes. <laughs> like, probably four people will listen to this. 
Although, shout out to our friend Philip Cummings from yeah, Alabama who reached out to us and let us know. He yeah, sent us an audio that. message in Facebook. So, yeah, we say at the end, let us know if you're listening. And it's that's great. That's fantastic. It was really cool. We, we know our children are listening, you know. Well, the girls The are. girls really enjoy that. <laughs> but, you know. So, anyway, we'll link that in the show notes because we've got some pictures from, from Hawaii. I don't know that our honeymoon... Oh, those pictures well, we were, didn't have digital then. We didn't have digital, yeah. yeah. So we'd actually have so probably I know we a have some fair, somewhere, fair bit of but... pictures that haven't been digitized. Yeah. Okay, enough about Hawaii. It's time for halftime. This episode of Wes and Shelley Shares is brought to you by Cook with Wes. Cook with Wes is my, Wes Fryer's, personal passion project, sharing lots of food photos, a few recipe videos, lots of barbecue and smoked meat adventures, and many other recipes from my indoor and outdoor kitchens. You can find all our family recipes on food.westfryer.com and follow Cook with Wes on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. If you're on Mastodon, and really, why not, since Twitter has become a bit of a dumpster fire, you can search for the hashtag CookWithWes to find my latest food shares there. Well, I did start a separate YouTube channel for Cook with Wes, but I've continued to post most of my cooking videos on YouTube on my main channel. You can access the complete playlist at wfryer.me cook. Thanks for tuning in to Wes and Shelley Shares. I hope to see you on social media on one of the channels for Cook with Wes. All right, we're back. International travel. It's been a big deal. What, uh, what, caught, what was the origin of you going to Germany to teach for the Department of Defense for three years? Well, traveling is something that I had always wanted to do, international travel. And, you know, school teachers don't get a whole lot of opportunity to do that. So when I was in college, I looked into doing my student teaching in London and I was signed up and I was going to go to the program. And then that's when the Iran-Contra things It wasn't Iran-Contra, it was the hostage crisis. Okay, the hostage crisis. To me, it's all the same difference. Okay, what? No. No. (laughs) I was in college. In 1979, (laughs) she was in college. Oh, he gets embarrassed and he starts using that weird voice. But anyway... Uh, the trip got canceled. What do you mean it was the Iran-Contra scandal? It must have been something else. Was it a bombing? It was the Iranian... Bombing? No, it was no, the really? Iranian hostage crisis. Well, no, that was in 79. That was... It was something else. What year would that have been? You, what year did you graduate college? 83, so that would have been like 84, 85. All I know is that international travel stopped. Um, they were no longer going to send um, student teachers on an exchange so program something there. Something big so, in 82. Happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ron Contra was in the mid 80s or late 80s. It was in like 86, I think. Anyway. I don't know. Something happened. I didn't get to go, but I'd always well, wanted to. In 81, Afghanistan, uh, Nicaragua happened. Well, this was, it closed down European closed down European travel travel. So um, anyway, so that I, I just really wanted to go overseas. And so when I first started teaching, um, I was teaching at Guadalupe Elementary, and my principal, in Lubbock, Texas. Um, yes, in Lubbock, Texas. And my principal would tell stories about her sister. Her sister was teaching overseas with oh. the Department of Defense. Karen Cruz. Nope, it was Gail. Gail, I don't remember her last name. Mm. Um, 
So she would tell me about her sister, and her sister was teaching overseas with the Department of Defense dependent schools. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. And you also so, were dating a lot of pilots. That- would you hush? This is my story. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so anyway, um, I thought that would be really awesome. So I looked into it, and you had to teach a, a have about minimum of three years experience. And by that time, I think it was my second year of teaching. So... I, I knew that third year of teaching, I started working on that um, job application, and it was a lot. It was a lot of paperwork to, to go through. It yeah, it was government, and I had to take the national teacher's exam, And um, but I remember getting the, um, I got to go to Dallas to do my interview, and um, found out later, so Sherry Templeton was my principal when I went to Germany, and she was actually the person that interviewed me in Dallas. So, kind of a small world. Um, but, so, I remember my parents were on vacation. They were actually in Pagosa Springs. That's when they signed up for a timeshare. Um, and they were on the trip home when I found out that I had been accepted to for this job to teach first grade. And... Um, Bad Nauheim, Germany. And I told my parents on, you know, they were on their way back. And, and it was, I needed to leave almost right away. So... Did they know that, I mean, you had told them obviously that you well, had Well, of course. Right? Yeah. And I had waited all summer. And so I'd pretty much decided I wasn't going to get it. So it and then I... Yeah, it was really last minute. And wow. so um, at Reese Air Force Base, I was able to go out there and get all of my the medical work and all the paperwork and apply for a passport and you know all of the things um had to happen within two weeks all of this happened no and so anyway i started a job teaching in germany and um there were actually several teachers from texas um that were at my school i mean we all went together we were all new teachers there together and um bad nauheim is a beautiful um little city um old our base where the roosevelts went to like the baths or something the mm-hmm. bathhouses yep the bathhouses there in bed um friedberg was our post which was uh, maybe about 20 minutes 30 minutes out it's you know it's all closed claim now. to fame yeah it's all closed uh, but it's claim to fame was that's where elvis presley was stationed when he was in the army and he lived in bad Nauheim. he had a oh, wow. an apartment and met his wife there and Anyway, so beautiful little town. Loved my time there. Mother and dad came to visit. Um, we traveled one summer. Uh, mother and dad came and we did a Your Real Pass. Did you stay at a, like, a timeshare in Austria or something? Mm-hmm. We did. And I got to hike was in the Alps for my birthday. It was in Italy. Okay. Um, the Alps in Italy. And um, we went on a, a hike on my birthday and um, in the Alps. Yeah. We did a sound of music tour actually. Didn't that really um, launch your dad as far as wanting to travel? Yeah, it was really, it gave my parents the courage and later they did several, um, trips and they really enjoyed it. And we year railed around, went to Munich, went to Austria, went to Switzerland, went to France. Ooh, what's the name of the castle that you've been to? You told your New you, Schwanstein. You told your um, mm-hmm. fellow teachers in Monroe about that. Yeah, like, I've been to that yeah. castle because isn't that the Cinderella castle? Mm-hmm. It New is. It's what they yeah New Schwanstein and got to see that. So anyway, it was it's what it was Disney wonderful. Their castle uh-huh. on based on mm-hmm. a real castle. Right, it's beautiful. And very, you know, usually you don't really get to see this, a lot of fog and things like that. So, gorgeous, gorgeous castle. And so, you ran during that time. You became a runner. I did. I I lived in a little flat um, on the economy. So, uh, in Germany, teachers didn't get on base housing. So we lived on the economy. Um, of course, the government paid for that, and we had a housing allowance. 
Um, but it was right next to a big um, city park. And so you'd just hike a couple, I mean, walk a couple blocks, and then you had these beautiful um, running trails all over the park. What were the relationships um, with your parents like for the kids you taught? Um, I had great relationships because we were a community. It was a small community. The housing area was right there. We all shopped at the same place. I used to babysit for my students who were in my class. I mean, I spent holidays with them, um, Thanksgivings and Christmases. And um, it was it was a big family atmosphere. And so I was I was pretty close with all of the families. Um, that I and of course I was really close with the teacher families that were there and we were all there together um a lot of the husbands worked out at the airport and so um we spent a lot of time together you know um and it was wonderful I really enjoyed it um it, also, the, the, the hard part was though is that the second year I was there was the um the Gulf War first Gulf War yeah the first Gulf War started and and our whole um base um was deployed out almost right away they were a infantry base but also a um armored tank unit what was that like I've never asked you this before um the night the Gulf War happened I mean I remember watching oh we were watching it what where were you you remember about we were of course there was a seven hour time delay um we were all glued to the we were all glued to the TV. We just had armed forces station. I mean, it's not like you had a billion stations. So we were all watching the armed force. I didn't get TV at my house. Um, I, I must have been over at a friend's house. I can remember um, it was late. I think I think some of the wives stayed up all night. The military wives, bless their heart. Um, because their husbands were, we were there. yeah. Well, they were well, getting ready the to go. That's when we first Wasn't found it. Yeah, that's yeah. when we first found out about it. It took them a while. Yeah, it took the soldiers. Yeah, it was. It was. It took a while before the soldiers deployed out. And, um, and at that point, nobody knew. We'd heard the Republican no. Guard, and, guard of, of Saddam was just and top so many, notch, and it was going to be who? Nobody knew. Nobody knew. And um, a lot of our enlisted families left because there wasn't enough housing for enlisted families to live on base either. And so they all lived out on the economy. Many of them did not drive. And so a lot of them ended up going home. Um, the One of the National Guard units, and I don't even know from where, um, came in to run our base because so many of our soldiers had been deployed um we had trainings on you know what to do if the dads don't come home didn't you guys have what to do we had almost weekly we had a bomb threat called into the school it was so cold it had it had snowed probably two feet it was a hard winter our kids had to wear their coats and backpacks and everything with them at all times because you never knew when a bomb threat was going to come through it was just it was a really hard that was a really tough but you year. You bonded, right? You really bonded oh, yeah. with those teachers Absolutely. and those families. And... and then my parents really wanted me to come home. It was really hard on my mother. Yeah. Um, well, and that's when, that's when communication was hard. Like if you made a phone call, there was a time delay. You had and to pay. You, you had, had to oh, pay. You was, hear this, children? You had to pay for a long distance phone it call. It was, and it was very <laughs> expensive. So I always had a list of things that I needed to talk about. And then you had this several second delay and talking on top of each other and anyway um the one great thing about the military though is they did provide you a trip home each year and so i was able to go home for christmas one year and i was able to go home um one summer and then one summer mom and dad came to visit and they really wanted me to come home after that especially after the war and deployments but i didn't want to i stayed one more year after that and um made some great friends 
Oh, I crave Taco Bell. I never even ate a Taco Bell at home. But when I got there, all I wanted was Taco Bell. And so anyway, but they would save. I have no idea. It was home. And, well, and Burger King, too, and Mexican food. And I'm going to start getting hungry for Mexican food right now. Um, I don't know. That was just, that was for things of home. I started listening to country music. I had never really? listened to country music See, before. I was it Garth Brooks? <clears throat> yeah, Garth Brooks Garth was. Garth was the crossover. Yeah, that he got was. A lot of people to so, um, that was, that was funny. There yeah. was a, um, one of the bases had a, a, a officer's club that we would go to and, um, you know, that's when I learned to dance, you know, two step. And, um, it was funny. And I had never done that when I was in the States. No, no, um, so that was fun and it was a great time and I love that. But then after, after the Gulf war and they started closing down bases and I, um, a, a lot of the families were going home, the teacher families that I had had. And so I had, been there the shortest amount of time so they were moving teachers they were closing our school they were going to close our base and so um that's when i decided to come home and that's the summer that malia was born and so that was a first niece yeah first first grandchild in our family and so that was important to me but um oh man i have a lot of great memories Mm. a lot of great memories from i'm so glad that i did it i'm so glad that i had a chance to it's very different visiting there and actually living there but it was like being on an extended vacation and that's a point i think that we want to encourage for our children and whoever else may listen to this uh international travel can just be really amazingly transformative and wonderful in in unexpected ways Mm. And also living internationally, because we've both been fortunate to be able to do that. Yeah. I just became very independent, yeah. you know, and... Which is something you've craved. Oh, you yeah, I do. you lost some of that mm-hmm. in, in different I'm, I'm, But even still, I'm comfortable by myself. I'm comfortable on my own. I learned how to, do, to do that. that right? I got to yeah. do that. I, I learned how to be independent, and right. that was wonderful. All right, how about you? What, well, are, what are some of your formative say, trips? Well, you want to look at the list? You can just ask me some questions, because... Well, I mean, tell us about your trip to New Zealand. That was really formative for you, and that was life-changing, really. The first one was in 1982 when my grandmother took my mom and I to Turkey. And she took us on a two-week trip of Turkey. You were 12? I was 11. 11? Yeah, 12, 12, 11 probably. Um, Barbara Walker was the curator of the Archive of Turkish Oral Narrative at Texas Tech. She came to what was then John Knox Village, later became Carillon, gave a presentation to a bunch of gray hairs, and she, yeah, but you have, you have questions. You know some of the stories. So we can just do that because now I'm not going to talk as long as you did. So anyway, um, well, what if, I mean, we could, but anyway, it was amazing. We visited Ephesus. We visited Troy. We went to the Covered Bazaar in Istanbul. Um, we saw the Whirling Dervishes in Konya. We, <clears throat> we went to the Mediterranean coast of Antalya. Um, I mean, I saw history like I'd never seen it before. We toured the Topkapi Palace. We toured St. Sophia. We went to the Blue Mosque, which is the only mosque in the world that has six minarets. Because the <laughs> the architect, the, the sultan who ordered the construction of the Blue Mosque wanted the domes to be made of gold. But architecturally, that couldn't happen. And so the story was that the architect pretended like he had heard the word six instead of gold, which is, I guess, similar in Turkish or Arabic or whatever language I guess they were talking at that time. And um, instead of killing him because he hadn't followed, you know, followed his directions, the sultan was ultimately so pleased that he let him live. But, I mean, unbelievable. Un-freaking-believable 
And that just brought history to life like it never had for me before. And it gave you some really special time with your grandmother, and that really forged a close bond that you guys had. And later, um, you know, when you came back to live in Lubbock. Absolutely. Had that Un- unforgettable yeah. experiences and I would love to go back I want to I want to take you to New Zealand I would love to take you to New Zealand I would love to go back to Turkey we want to go to South Africa we'll, Maybe, talk about, we'll do another trip yeah talk there. about why New Zealand is so special for you so I was an exchange student to New Zealand in the summer of 1987 our family um, ended up later after I graduated from high school hosting several different exchange students and having wonderful, wonderful experiences from Chile and from Brazil and, um, you know, I went on an outdoor skills program. So for six and a half weeks, I was in school. And for three and a half weeks, we were in the mountains. We went skiing. We went, they call it backpacking, tramping, you know, up the east coast, uh, the west coast of New Zealand, which is extremely wet rainforest. We built snow caves that we stayed in. We went spelunking in newly discovered caves. Um, we went rock climbing. Um, the little out out it wasn't an outhouse like a bathroom, but it was a, a, a it was a drying house for clothes because they didn't have a dryer. Caught on fire one night at the um, the camp. We were in Arthur's Pass, and well, I mean, here's the bottom line. New Zealand is Middle Earth. If you are a fan of Tolkien and you've seen any of the Lord of the Rings, like, it is unbelievably spectacular. If you like geography, New Zealand has it all. You know, I mean, the the glaciers, the snow-covered mountains, the, you know, we didn't spend, you know, really time on beaches and things, but... New and Zealand's just spectacular. And my hun- well, and my host family, family. yeah. Shirley and, yeah. and her sister Elaine and, and husband Glenn and... And my host dad, Phil, who was killed in a car accident. They're both teachers. In fact, I think Shirley's about to retire. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think or she's still she been teaching. Year, yeah. I, I mean, she's been a music teacher forever. Just absolutely wonderful, lovely people, um, and just were so kind to me. And just you know, yeah. If you ever have a chance to, you know, live in another country and be adopted by a host family and be in their home and you know and eat at their table and be cared for it just it's really really powerful so we really hope that our children will and grandchildren and you know all of our family you know will have international experiences because of how transformative it can be so all right well shall we wrap it up i think it's good okay do you have a a wander link for us today nope Yes, you do. Where are we, honey? <laughs> Where have we wandered I today? I know. I just forgot. We are in Freedom Park, so yes. we'll do the link. This is a park. We went to Discovery Place Science, which is different than the regular... Is that what it's called? Look on our thing. Uh, it's like the outdoor one. Our school did a sort of PR thing. <laughs> Discovery... You. Oh, nice. You just... <laughs> I don't even know. You put some gibberish. Well, undo it. I think you type. Okay, it's part of the Discovery Museum system here. And so, anyway, our outdoor education. Outdoor education. Our school had had done sort of a recruitment day, and some of my kids came and helped and uh, talked about robots and set up robotics. We found it, and we saw these people on this trail across this um, path, across the path, across the fence, 
And anyway, this is where we are. And we didn't know it was Freedom Freedom Park. Park. Yeah, and they have concerts here. And it's actually getting a little cool because the sun's going down. Well, not that I've been to Central Park in New York. I've been once. But it reminds me of that. Everybody's out here. Everybody's got blankets and hammocks. What was the place in Tulsa? The gathering place in Tulsa. Yeah, like the gathering place there. Uh It's just, I don't know. It's really nice. It's amazing. It's, it's getting chilly. Also though. getting chilly. The sun's right. going down. Okay, so what's uh, the Wonderlink? And then our Wonderlink is my favorite podcast. I listen to it all the time. If you know me, you know uh, that I am a big space geek. And so my favorite podcast is Are We There Yet? And um, Brendan Byrne, and I would like to say W something something. I don't know. I just listen to it on Spotify. But um, it's about a 30-minute podcast, so it's really great for listening to in the car. He gives all kinds of space news. Um, it's weekly, and so um, there's always something wonderful to learn. It's, it's explained in a way that's um, scientific, but it's a way that everybody can understand, and um, that's where I get all of my, or a lot of my Artemis news, and what's going on with NASA, and and all of the um, exciting things that um, they're tracking in space, and the James Webb Telescope, and just really a lot of updates about what the things that they're working on, and great interviews with scientists and um, astronauts, and so it's a great podcast for anyone who's really interested in knowing more about what's current um, in space right now and what's currently going on. And it's great for um, adults, but it's also great for kids. Um, it's not a kid's podcast. It's really an adult podcast. But, I mean, it would be really great for kids to listen to. So Are we there yet? Are we there Ooh, yet? Ooh, and isn't that a nice metaphor for mm-hmm. this podcast there and for our go. lives? Are we there yet? No, we're not. Mm-hmm. We're still on the journey. And I'm going to challenge Shelly to write a blog post this week, and your ghostwriter will yes, help you. absolutely. I think you should write one about your favorite podcast. Cause that oh, is, we should. And we've, we've talked about we've doing talked that. We've talked about doing yeah. it. We've talked about doing a show about it, do but that. do that right. Yeah. Okay, so um, you can check us out. Check us out. You can find links to connect with us on ShellyFryer.com slash podcast. Um, we appreciate Philip letting us know he's listening. And, hey, if you're one of our few listeners – because this really isn't about how many listeners we have. We're just, we enjoy doing this. It's fun. And we know our girls are listening. So anyway, we would love to hear any feedback you might have, any suggestions that you have or anything in particular that. Or any questions you might have. Yeah. For us because what's sure. Shelly share? Sure. Pose a tough question. Mm-hmm. Tough question for Shelly. Um, and what's our, what's our closing? Stay. I don't know. I don't have it down yet. Something about being curious. Stay curious. Go outside and have adventures. That's pretty much it. There you go. All right. Until next time. Adios. Bye. Wes and Shelley Share is a weekly podcast recorded and published on Sundays by Wesley and Shelley Fryer of Matthews, North Carolina. Learn more and find links to connect on social media to Wes and Shelley by visiting ShellyFryer.com slash podcast. Content on this podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Only 3.0 license. The Wes and Shelley Share podcast is recorded and published with Anchor and distributed on all major podcast channels, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and more. Please share our show on social media and tell others about us. Let us know on Facebook or via other means what you like about the show, that you're listening, and if you have any suggestions for future episodes. Stay curious, go outside, and keep exploring.